Welcome to Right Spokane Perspective with your hosts, Mike Fagan and Tim Ben. We're opinion, fact, informative, and your alert system. Now let's get ready to rumble. Good day once again, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for rejoining Mike and Tim on It's Not Election Tuesday because they're still counting votes and other news this tuesday episode here on right spoke and perspective yeah that's right there's uh, votes being counted somewhere still there's probably ballots out there floating around boxes and bags of ballots that will be found behind filing cabinets and what have you because we still don't have a certified election so there's still time absolutely for uh, for candidates everywhere and there and we've got a couple stories but we'll start with some inspiration then dig off into the news because we get there's a lot of news to cover that's probably going to end up in a a couple of days worth of coverage for us here on right spokane perspective we also have some uh, interviews some good interviews this week so oh you bet hold on to your seat folks and sit back with some turkey don't fall asleep (laughs) no that's a couple days from now buddy (laughs) well i mean because come a couple of days from now when we all belly up to the table and show how grateful we are for all of the things that God has blessed us with, that we've been able to amass ourselves, you know, in order to provide that safety and security to our loved ones and our family members and whatnot. That comes this Thursday. (laughs) Right, right. Well, I mean, the turkey you're sitting down with and thinking about is the list of candidates that got elected, because man, there is some turkeys in there. And and that during a time when we said there was a shortage of turkeys, all you had to do was look at who won elections. And I'll tell you, they cost more than a dollar higher than they were last year, didn't they? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I wish we could put uh, politicians up for sale by the pound. We'd see what they really cost. No no kidding, man. (laughs) Anyway, folks, in 1941, the Socratic Club was established at England's Oxford University. It was formed to encourage debate between believers in Jesus and atheists and agnostics. Religious debate at a secular university isn't unusual. But what is surprising is who chaired the Socratic Club for 15 years the great Christian scholar C.S. Lewis. Willing to have his thinking tested, Lewis believed that faith in Christ could stand up to great scrutiny. He knew there was credible, rational evidence for believing in Jesus. In a sense, Lewis was practicing Peter's advice to believers scattered by persecution when he reminded them, In your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Peter makes two key points. We have good reason for our hope in Christ, and we're to present our reasoning with gentleness and respect. Trusting Christ isn't a religious escapism or wishful thinking. Our faith is grounded in the facts of history, including the resurrection including the resurrection of Jesus and the evidence of the creation bearing witness to its creator. As we rest in God's wisdom and strength of the Spirit, may we be ready to share the reasons we have for trusting our great God. And that day's coming up, ladies and gentlemen, just in a couple of days. You know the drill. Father God, you are a loving God. Thank you for giving us credible evidence to support our faith in you. In your son's Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, well, ladies a, and gentlemen. <laughs> there's a lot of things, Mike, that uh, help us support our faith in Jesus Christ because we certainly aren't going to have faith in government and politicians, and the surveys are showing it. Fewer and fewer Americans are trusting the media, what they see on social media. They're not trusting the internet. I think there's a lack of trust in digital currency. <laughs> I think there's a whole lot of things where 
somewhere. You know, we have to have trust somewhere, and that's in Jesus Christ and the Father because uh, mankind is starting to let us down. And I don't think it's a genetic problem. I don't think it's that people are dumber necessarily as much. Well, there might be some of that. But I think mostly it's just, you know, the corruption that we see around us in many different areas. We're going to cover a little bit of that today, but you've, I know you've got something that happened I to do, you. I do, I do. And it has to do with a story we're going to cover. So, because I think you got that food delivered. <laughs> yes, I did, so, as a so, matter of fact. But no, I mean, we've basically already covered it. This particular fraud theft situation with the once $30 billion man whose name is... Boy. <laughs> boy, there you go. <laughs> Bankman Freed. He is the hottest thing in the media right now, in the news right now. People are tearing this guy up. They're tearing up his Bahama-based corporations. Corporation I'm talking about is FTX. This particular corporation is in the toilet. Billions of dollars in the toilet. Isn't it FTX? I don't know what it stood for. Was it fraud to the max? Is that the FTX fraud to the max? Or no, how about fraud to the extreme? Fraud to there the extreme there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, this guy is, he's going to end up paying the piper here. And uh, I understand the Bahama authorities have basically got him under home arrest there on the Bahama Islands. And is that, know, does that include Tim? all of his 10 marriage partners or whatever? He had some kind of weird relationship. Like, oh, I don't know about that. Or something they call it. I don't know. But, I don't uh, know about, oh, you mean like uh, the uh, candidate, Mr. Biviano, polyamorous kind of relationship where they're having relationships outside of a marriage well i think because that, that came up during the midterm elections what? here and this guy was running as judge in spokane i think County. he won no he didn't are you sure uh, at the end of the, at the, oh, end of the well, day you know what elections not certified yet so it's i not, don't know not certified yeah i mean yeah. there could be ballots uh in different places but i thought viviano did pull it uh, out no i don't know man i think maybe i mean it was a very very, very close race and then whatever. But okay, all right. like so, I said, election's not certified quite yet. Yeah, so. so FTX yeah. is uh, FTX Corporation. They're in, in the toilet trouble. right now. Well, they uh, were in the toilet before with Democrats. Uh, no, they weren't. As a matter of fact, those guys happen to be providing this year's election cycle, the Zuckerbucks. Right, right. Yeah, you bet. Well, they were in they were in bed with the Democrats in all these elections, and he spent you know tens of millions of dollars oh, on, yeah. on Democrat organizations and candidates. So, right, you yeah, know, standing right, right side by side with George Soros, so, just so, throwing the money at the Democrat so organizations. Those libertarian minded people that were trying to get away from the fiat U.S. currency and said we're going to go to digital currency where we can you know get away from the government, and the taxes, right. and the fees. They just got took. Yeah. Oh boy, I'm telling it. And a whole lot of customers ended up getting investors ended up getting took on this thing. They're talking that this thing is as bad as Enron. It is as bad as the Bernie Madhoff thing. Okay. It's it's right yeah. up there in the, in that stratosphere. Okay. But anyway, point of the matter, folks, is this. A couple of days ago, I do a, a dinner takeout order from Red Dragon over in Hilliard. It, you know, I've done that in the past. I mean, a great restaurant. I highly recommend it, folks. And, you know, when you do the takeout thing, they always give you an extra bag. You got the chopsticks and your paper napkins your soy sauce and you know the little dessert item your fortune cookie oh you gotta have a fortune at the cookie end with, of uh, your meal yeah with okay? asian food always, yeah i gotta have it don't didn't think anything of it got to the end of my meal reached in the bag grabbed my fortune cookie okay and i don't play with the fortune cookies to sit there and pick which one i want i just reached into the bag and grabbed a fortune cookie i opened the bad boy up and when i took the fortune out of the cookie tim 
what I could see on the side that I opened up was the corporate logo for FTX Corporation. (laughs) And I'm going, wow, look at these guys are, these guys are even doing fortune cookies. Well, you know, know? fortune cookies are the same kind of fortune you get from cryptocurrency <laughs> it only lasts as long as the aftertaste of the cookie and i'm telling you what folks i flipped that fortune around and here is what the fortune said and i quote one day you will hold a piece of paper money for the last time and not even realize it unquote yeah, <laughs> i'm <wow>. going what <laughs> and you know when i briefed him on this particular thing we're having a little bit of a haha about it. he goes well yeah it sounds to me it looks to me like they're marketing their brand <laughs> well they're marketing their brand and, and of course those are the kinds of folks that want to have a total digital currency no where kidding. oligarchs and you know dictators in government can can basically control who can and can't spend money where they can spend it how much they get to have all of that oh you bet and you know by no means folks am i uh, huffing uh, you know laughing and joking about this failed company but you know bottom line in all of this folks sam bankman freed has been identified as a bad player and he needs to be held accountable again the fortune cookie said and i quote one day you will hold a piece of paper money for the last time and not even realize it unquote you got to think about that one for a few minutes folks because that is the direction that the biden administration and the congressional critters i.e the democrats that are slowly but surely losing power in congress but gaining a foothold in the senate now here's something that we americans tim are going to have to watch out for the last two years of biden's presidency you know how the mainstream media has aligned themselves with the democrat side okay Mm -hmm. they are are one of the biggest if not the biggest influencers of minds american minds okay i was thinking about this on the drive over today because i was listening to glenn beck show and they were talking about the mainstream media and you know how they become influencers and stuff and well, i and got to got, agree man the one they've got massive influence in social media as well because as the you as the woke leftists are the whole cancel culture right you know and controlling information because they don't want any that's misinformation. the key word right there controlling the information okay folks so here's my point it is the midterms have basically made us conservatives jobs a little bit harder because now we're going to have to be a little bit more discerning on the headlines and the news that we end up getting exposed to because you know if congress doesn't pass something they're the republican controlled congress they don't pass something but the senate ends up passing something You know the media is going to be, you know, propping up the Senate and their vote, and they're going to make half the Americans that hear the newscast believe that this is the new law. Well, it's it's not going to be be the case, folks. So you got to you got to be a bit more discerning on what it is that you're being exposed to now. And when the Republican Congress blocks something, it's going to be see this. It's because Donald Trump is already going to run for election. This Republican leadership in the House is orange man bad and that's what it's all it's going to be propaganda it's been propaganda absolutely and russian collusion and chinese collusion so for the sake of proper information i want to put it out there according to the spokane county auditor's website earlier we were talking about the andy biviano race andrew biviano it says he has 50 percent as of now 50.73 percent and deanna cruel has 
48.58%. So they're looking at a difference of about 6,000 votes. And so that's as of Sunday, 61% voter turnout is where we're at Spokane County wide for that district court judge position. So interestingly enough, I think that Deanna Cruel could pull it out or Andrew Biviano could ultimately win because the reality is, is that even though all the votes have been supposedly counted, there's still a lot of ballots out there, upwards of thousands of ballots that need to be what they call, you know, remedied. Actually, what's the term there, Mike? It's uh, rehabbed. You've got to rehabilitate these ballots because, you know, there's a signature that was not recognizable. Maybe the corner of the ballot was torn. Now, I don't know what all the things that you can do to correct ballots, but sure. here we are two weeks after the election and, you know, the local spokesman review on Sunday, you know, eked out a deal about elections are one on margins. Dalton's slightly better is what the headline is. And basically what it says, basically what it says is the Spokane County auditor, Vicki Dalton, owes her reelection to heavy voting precincts in the city of Spokane. Her Republican challenger, Bob McCaslin, almost caught her thanks to vote margins in or near parts of his old legislative district, which is only partially true. But we're talking about weeks later. This this article is almost two weeks after the election, and we're still talking about candidates catching each other or not catching each other because of how long it takes to count the votes, votes that need to be rehabilitated, and then the voter on the margins thing. That's a whole nother topic. So we've got to take a break. We're going to come back on the second half. We'll cover that. We've got some city council coverage. We've got city council considering some controls on corporate interest, which I found kind of interesting. Oh, no doubt because, about it, man. Uh, you know, I know that corporations, they're leftist corporations that they're wanting to control. So I thought that was fun. So we'll cover that and a whole bunch of other news. So don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back. To our Spokane area veterans and their families, if you haven't checked out the Hilliard Veterans of Foreign Wars Post 1474, located at Diamond and Regal Street in Spokane, you gotta be there or be square. The Hilliard VFW is there to assist you and yours with all your VA questions. Give them a call at 487 487- 3784. Weekly bingo, cards, bowling, dart tournaments, and meal specials are just a few more things that the Hilliard VFW offers. Stop on by, give them a call, 487-3784. And welcome back from the break, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for rejoining Mike and Tim on It's Not Election Tuesday, because they're still counting votes here. This Tuesday episode, Right Spokane Perspective. Well, they're counting votes somewhere. And of course, there's that whole thing about the rehabilitation of ballots. And so, you know, when we were talking about the race for Spokane County Auditor, you know, you can go to the auditor's website and it'll still say that the election is not quite certified yet. And so, you know, you look at the the numbers of the, the vote totals that came out, you know, there was 61% voter turnout and just scrolling down here to grab the right race because there's, of course, all the races in Spokane County that I'm looking at as, oh, of, uh, as of at least Sunday. And so this article by Jim Camden talked about, you know, the back and forth, you know, between election night and then, of course, the people that voted on election day or in the days leading up to election day, those votes weren't even counted on election night. The votes that were counted on election night were people that voted earlier. And so all those drop boxes, all the stuff that came in, they kept voting and voting. And then the, you know, the lead got, you know, tighter and, and the election was within, you know, basically hundreds of votes. And then it turned out to be thousands of votes. Then it goes back and forth, which is the problem with the mail-in ballot system. And they talked about, you know, we went off into the break. They talked about the high voter turnout in city of Spokane precincts. 
And what's interesting is in the past, the city of Spokane doesn't have high voter turnout. Typically, no, they don't. The precincts out in the county have the higher voter turnout districts. So when you're talking about the auditor's race, Dalton, as of Sunday, that's the numbers we have. So whatever ballots they counted Monday and Tuesday. And of course, there's that ballot rehabilitation. And that's that's also another issue too. Most of your Republican voters are working people. They are not part of the political classes, if you will. They're just working folks, right? And right, uh, right. they have small businesses. They work at small businesses. They just work in the, working for the man, if you will. And so you've got the, the Democrat machine has organizations like the public employees unions who those individuals can just call their work and say, nope, I'm taking a union day. <laughs> and they can go and rehabilitate ballots. You've got the nonprofits that are predominantly left-leaning in the city of Spokane, and those nonprofit employees can just take a personal day and go help Democrats rehabilitate ballots during the process after Election Day. Right. So after Election Day, the ballots keep getting counted, and you can see where it used to be Republicans voted late, which the article does talk about. Jim Camden does talk about how it used to be where the late-counted ballots were Republicans who were, you know, doing their due diligence, researching, waiting to see if anything came out about any of the candidates so that they can try to vote for the best candidate. Exactly. Uh, not necessarily just party and definitely figure out, you know, which Republican is better, that kind of thing. So Republicans vote closer to election day. Well, that's that trend has somewhat diminished. And a lot of that has to do with the left-leaning organizations, especially in urban areas like the city of Spokane, where they go out and do all this ballot harvesting. So as of Sunday, Vicki Dalton has uh, 10,000, yeah, 10,000, what, what is that? 109,000, I mean, sorry about 10,000. 109,447 votes for 50.26%. And Bob McCaslin has 10,000, or I don't know why I keep going to 10,000. <laughs> uh, it's 108,205 votes for 49.69%. So, you know, Mike, that you look at that percentage, 50.26 and 49.69. And let me it, guess, Tim, that vote total, the difference between McCaslin and Dalton is just outside of the mandatory recount. recount. Exactly. So, Oh, man, how convenient. A mandatory recount is a half a percent, right? That, yep. That's uh, state law. And so you've got a percentage here that's putting it just outside of automatic recount numbers by again tim by, how by, convenient by six one hundredths of a percent <laughs> oh my goodness right so you know because you got 26 percent and 69 percent the half a percent all they would have to reach was 76 right 0. Yep. 0.76 instead of 0. 0.69 so uh, you know the shenanigans in elections uh, you know we can say that oh okay well there was a legitimate election Today's definition of a legitimate election, if you would have gone back 40 years and told voters, this is what elections will look like when your kids vote, they would have revolted. They, yeah, they, yeah, there would have been a civil war. There, they, they would have revolted. There's no way. The, the election was done on election day, election night. There was no such thing as ballot harvesting. There was no such thing as thousands of ballots being put off to the side because they couldn't read a signature. There was no such thing as election officials sitting there. Well, 
what was their intention? Did they intend to vote for that person or that person? You exactly. Know, if the person circled a dot and then changed their mind and circled the other dot, there was no election official saying, right. well, we think they meant the first dot there. Sure. But it might not have been the first dot. No, they meant that dot, which was first, which was that. I don't know. Sure. So you have we all We had a trial stuff. over hanging chads. <laughs> well, I mean, you've got, yeah, I mean, obviously the machines and, you know, connection to the end, all of the dynamics of what we have is a mess for elections that, by the way, internationally across the world, third world countries that do their election all in one day are, are just like either banging their head against the wall. Great. We're following, you know, America. Those guys are supposed to be the ones that are the, the shining the, light on the hill. Yeah. Shining light on the hill. <laughs> you know, if, if anything happens, uh, we're going to be dependent on them and, and uh, they can't even do an election. So, so that was, that's just an interesting thing. I think that was, that came out of the Camden article is the back and forth. And he basically just tried to legitimize Jim Camden, the, mail-in ballot system and saying oh it's just this is how it always is going to be it goes back and forth and then these elections are close and the other thing i noticed that this election year is we had more close elections than i typically see yeah uh, you know locally nationally there was just some really close elections like bob mccaslin getting that close to defeating dalton that's that's the first time in uh, decades in decades yeah absolutely. so uh, anyways in the first half the other thing that we had to talk about a little bit more was your story about your fortune cookie yeah because you had your food delivered right i did do you know who delivered it i do not i can only assume that it was the red dragon okay so because they have their own delivery service yes they do so they weren't using uber or uber eats or the other yeah uh, any Grub of those Hubs other and, yeah and so delivery services so sure. city council is looking to regulate Grubhub and these and these services that deliver restaurant food and so the whole auspices behind this is that some of these services are charging as much as 30 percent of the ticket of the the meals or sure. whatever's being delivered 30 percent to the restaurant and of course you're, you're as a consumer you're paying a surcharge to get the service and then the restaurant is giving up whatever they give up as far as their contract goes with these third-party food delivery services well you just showed us an instance where we don't need city government to get involved with Grubhub and Uber Eats. Not that I'm a big fan of those corporations anyways, right? but it's supposedly free market, right? So obviously the China Dragon said, we're not going to lose 30% of our revenues. We're going to deliver the food ourselves. Exactly. So there probably was a charge for that delivery. Yeah, probably. And so that's how you cover it. So interestingly enough, so the city council is considering on putting a 15% cap on food delivery services. Okay. So this is out of this last Sunday's newspaper. And it says when the, when the pandemic began, a guy out in the Cheney area launched Eagle Bites, a third party delivery service that operates in Cheney because the larger platforms did not operate in the area. Eagle Bites charges a flat rate of 15% to restaurants for the service said their owner, and I have trouble pronouncing his name, but Biozitis, I am, I, there's no point in even trying, okay? So he supports the proposed ordinance, but that's interesting. Why would he support an ordinance that would basically, I, I think it would, it would infuse government in the industry that he just started his own business. Exactly. He just said, look, why would he want to, why would he want to minimize or limit his own income? There's no service and opportunity and there's no service out in Cheney. So he started his own food delivery service called Eagle bites and he put it at 15%. He felt like it was a decent fee. He felt like he could make money doing it. Eagle bites could just take over in the whole region 
And if they did good marketing, good business, and they could squeeze out those ones that are charging too much. In fact, I think a lot of businesses out there would, you know, tell their customers, hey, don't go to this company or that company or, you know, Grubhub or Uber Eats. Call Eagle Bites and use Eagle Bites to have deliveries. And, and save a little bit of money. And, and, and save a little bit of money because we're going to have to raise our rates if we keep on using these third-party services. Right. So I think that process is getting government involved in free market things like this. I think it's a mistake because now you're going to put other people possibly out of business that are third-party because the government could infuse more regulation that maybe his company, Eagle Bites, couldn't bother with the regulation. And, you know, how is he going to prove to the government that he's not charging more than 15%? That's going to take some bureaucratic paperwork. Then the government decides, well, we got to make sure that you're uh, delivering with a decent carbon footprint. So are you routing your drivers properly to <laughs> make it so that right. you're using the least amount of fuel, right? So, I mean, there's and, a- and you know what? I don't think that the subsequent ordinance coming out of that left-leaning council is just going to address the 15%. They're going to be touching on things that are ESG things. Well, they could touch on you who know, knows they got They got to, you know, identify a downtime. They got to identify right. your environmental yeah. gotchas. Why, and- why put the government into an industry yeah. that they don't need to be in. So here's the thing. So they, they talk about limiting it to 15%. And this is another quote from the same business owner. Now, the Spokane Restaurant and Hospitality, Washington Hospitality Association is something he's a part of, actually. And so they're in favor of this ordinance. But I think that it's a bad policy. And here's why. So here's here's what he says. The math, ju- and this is a quote of this owner of Eagle Bites, the math just doesn't add up on the 30% they're currently charging, he added. You're looking at 40% for labor, 30% in rising for food costs, and 30% overhead. Now, that's a basic restaurant calculation, 30, 40, and 30. Now, 30, 40, and 30, what does that add up to, Mike? 30, 40, that's 100%. That's 100%. So then if you add a 30% commission, that puts you losing 20% on every order. So he says the math just doesn't add up. And I'm saying, according to your statement, uh, you're right. It it doesn't. Because <laughs> if you add 30, 40, and 30, and then you add 30 on top, you're actually losing 30% every order. So he's saying just make it 15%. So now you're just losing 15% on every order. That math doesn't add up either. So I think that the industry itself needs to work it out, keep government out of it. And maybe like the China Dragon that you ordered this last week is the better way to do it. And the restaurants can provide their own delivery service and decide what surcharges they charge their customers for delivery, keep the government out of it. That's what my opinion is. If you have a different opinion, you know, the city council meeting on the 28th is where you're going to be able to voice your opinion. So Absolutely, city man. council is going to be making that decision on regulating food delivery service Monday night, November uh, 28th, I believe. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen i got one weird quip type story for you here and then we're headed out the door for the day now san francisco's democrat mayor launches a guaranteed income program for transsexuals giving select residents twelve hundred dollars a month transsexuals may only account for a sliver minority of the population but they have garnered a majority of certain democrats concerns as we all well know 
Now, with San Francisco facing double-digit increases in violent crime and crime in general and out-of-control homelessness, San Francisco Mayor London Breed kicked off this so-called guaranteed income program for those who identify as members of the opposite sex. Again, folks, it's going to be upwards of $1,200 a month that they're going to be giving to these individuals. If you happen to be white, then you're going to need to stand in line behind the colored and minority trans sexuals people of there color. you go i think you have to say it people of color now uh, I, i'm not whatever, sure whatever man so, so the whole thing that whole thing is so ridiculous and you know obviously they've got crime problems they've got homeless problems and people that identify as a different sex or gender so if they identify as a different sex or gender it has to be different than on their birth certificate yep, or sure can do. just everybody sign up for this what's the yep. bureaucratic thing hey, so I, I might want to just fly down knock on the door and say hey i'm identifying as a female walk away with 1200 bucks right yeah and then if they right. give me any guff i'll say well i'm a minority i'm japanese right exactly <laughs> exactly so yeah what a mess a government has become obviously you know they want to control food delivery services corporations and they want to give special benefits to people that identify as a different sex now if you identify as a different sex mike maybe the reason why you need a universal income is because your identity has to do with a mental illness and when most people you identify as yeah i'm a i'm a you know a christian father you know carpenter truck driver you know administrator whatever your job is these people that identify and have this whole identity around their mental illness maybe they need that universal income because no one wants to employ them and they can't all play soccer or swim you bet all of that being said ladies and gentlemen give you some more stuff to think about mike and tim are out of here today we'll be back at you in your face again tomorrow bye-bye